and howdy. This is the hair and the whole vibe, a Trent Crim podcast. I'm Lou. And I'm Valt. And once again, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. We're talking about the latest episode of Ted Lasso and also other stuff that might come up. So, yeah. And first, can we can we do a toast to... Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> us, to James Lance, to Trent Crim, to Ted Lasso. A yeah. toast. A toast. <laughs> With our matching gay mugs. That's what everyone calls them. Yeah. And that's what we're calling them, too. The gay Snoopy mugs. I mean, we have them. We have them because we're normal. <laughs> if you want to see them, you can go on Tumblr. We'll post a picture of us. With our yeah. beautiful matching Cheers. Snoopy, let the good times roll, gay mug. Mm-hmm. Cheers to us. Cheers to James Lance also. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to James Lance, who introduced this mug to us even before we ever saw the episode. Thank you so much for getting them for uh, us. This is the greatest joy mm-hmm. ever <laughs> to me right now. I mean, we have to. It, this is our brand now that we are obsessed with Trent Grimm and everything he does. So it's appreciated. It's very but... cool. Okay, well, this okay. was a whole lot of episode for us. Like, uh, this was a very good trend. Even mm-hmm. though, like, it's not technically a trend focused episode, but we got so much trend. Like, we got a whole character mm-hmm. arc in this episode for him. Oh yeah, I mean it was kind of like a rewind speed run of all of his um like arc so far. Yeah. Like that we see him starting out as kind of shocked like what is Ted doing? Is this a fucking joke kind of? Yeah. Um he was then... so back in his journalist mode. It was so fun to see oh, yeah. like the way he was just biting into this question of what is number 4. Just mm-hmm. uh Classic I mean, overarchingly, room. yeah, I think overarchingly in this episode, he had three big moments. And like one of them is him uh, coming into Ted's office like, Ted, basically, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but then coming back later and like, Ted, what is it that you're actually doing? Like trying to figure out this number four thing and, yeah. you know, being being curious and yeah. judgment, judgmental. Um, and then... <laughs> It's a fantastic final moment of oh, it is working. The greatest yeah. scene, the greatest trend scene. I and maybe not the greatest because honestly, the restaurant scene is unbeatable. Mm-hmm. But like it's really, it's really up there. His final scene. But uh, let's let's do what you always suggest, which is very smart. Let's go chronological. Yeah, we try. We try to capture everything that's <laughs> going on. Chronological makes sense. Well, the, I think the first note I took is actually just trans fashion and Ooh, like that all was, caps. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Uh, because... I think we'll talk about it after we go through like all the different scenes because I have thoughts. Mm-hmm. I have thoughts and theories. Uh, the first scene is the pe- press conference room uh, when Coach Beard introduces Total Football to the team. Mm-hmm. So I think trend is not talking in that one he's just there to no. react in the background and i appreciate them for that especially because they once again give us bare naked mm. trent arms <laughs> <laughs> oh he looked good and, and oh, the way he was sitting on that um what was it yeah like a cupboard or something yeah or a sink or whatever i don't remember what it was but he, he was just sitting there mm-hmm. part of the I th- group i guess 
Yeah, and and just the the overall vibe of that is that he's just so, like he's so open and relaxed. Mm. He's like all thirsting for his naked arms aside. I think that's just a signal. <laughs> oh yeah. To to tell us that he's now here, all like vulnerable, open, mm. um, and relaxed, and his, himself like this this shirt that he wears and all shirts he wears in that episode they're so dorky and weird and yeah i don't know like they show so much of his personality it's so cute yeah even in that scene where he doesn't even talk like we we see him nodding along to to the the total football speech that beard gives trying to explain what it is he's like yeah mm -hmm, that's it and (laughs) you know and then in the background just blurry we see the shocked reaction that he has when uh, ted said oh yeah we're gonna do that now in this team (laughs) this week (laughs) it was very cute the whole scene was very cute i like that trend is just included in sort of this gang now Mm -hmm. chimbo gang yeah and just because there's other important things going on in that scene like ted thirsting over pep guardiola what's going on what was that about what was that about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and specifically not only that he like what what gets him all right up is the hair yep <laughs> that was like hmm we're getting very close to something here i don't want to like get ahead of ourselves but like the mm. the dots i always say that dots are dotting like it's just mm-hmm. so close to being connected everything i'm just saying the, the hair yeah. the, we named our podcast after it the hair and the whole vibe <laughs> and here's ted very into a guy's hair okay mm-hmm. all right okay yeah I, I love that moment i don't get the thirst specifically <laughs> but he is very hey, focused valid. on that guy's hair and has to say it out loud also also the fact that he you know um compliments that uh, player with his hat saying that he frames his face nicely he is thinking about the way men, men are attractive <laughs> a lot <laughs> yeah didn't he also in the episode of episode i think he called everyone like all the guys like pretty or something like that mm-hmm. like for no reason i just throw, yeah. threw that in there he's mm-hmm. very like listen I understand this is sort of also like a trope, like the heterosexual man who's very comfortable in sexuality and like doesn't mm-hmm. mind complimenting men and it shows he's not like into this toxic masculinity, but like way ahead of that and doesn't mind t- mm-hmm. telling men they look good. But like, it's so, we're getting like really in, like into a space here that's very hard to just call that and not admit that maybe there's a sexuality crisis going on in this man's mm-hmm. life right now. Yeah, but we are getting We're getting ahead of, ahead of ourselves. This is actually like we always for later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, it's I think it's noteworthy that for all these little moments that Ted has, Trent is there to witness Ted them, and Ted sometimes react. we only we only see him react in the background, kind of blurry. Like the scene, he's mm. um. Yeah, he's more in the background, but he yeah. will make like push himself <laughs> in in the front line in the upcoming um upcoming scenes. Because like I said before, he not only once but twice enters Ted's office to ask, what the fuck is going on here? What are you doing? <laughs> so 
Um, and I love that because it's this is what he used to do when he was still a journalist. Like he would ask like the mm-hmm. most pressing question, like what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Even when they were like on good terms already, he would still like not hold back. And it's just mm-hmm. this is just their way of communicating. Still, this is just still what he does. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. I think that's such a sweet touch. Except things yeah. change, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's go <laughs> chronological. It's so hard to go chronological, but let's do it. Yeah, I think what's most note noteworthy to me is that Trent is in this episode so much. Like he's there in mm-hmm. almost all the scenes yeah. um, where the t- team is practicing this new approach or training, of course, because it's, you know, training, not practice. <laughs> and he's just constantly watching this whole thing unfold. And you see him sometimes in the background baffled or, or shaking <laughs> his head. My or, favorite you know, one was when he face pops. <laughs> yeah, he, he does that several <laughs> times. Um. He, he's just he's trying so hard to figure this out trying so hard to yeah. get what's going on and he just can't quite grasp it and so his solution to this is oh he's he's realizing he's sitting at the source of figuring out ted lasso so he goes to the source and yeah. asks ted directly so um th- we see um ted and beard and um roy come onto the like the the practice pit training pitch whatever um and even before we see trend we hear ted say hi trend no he says hey trend <laughs> I, I don't know why that's important but i and then uh, and then uh, trend goes hello ted you know and that was, as he uh, does <laughs> even though the the pub lads are also there and the pub lads then later go hello and ted you know welcomes them as well he specifically says hello to Trent. And, and also is the only one to do so. Yeah. Um, so, so what was just, that about? <laughs> just continuously invites Trent into this group and be part of this thing, even though he stands on the sidelines and just watches it. Um, yeah. And then watches them struggle. <laughs> <laughs> struggle so hard. So, of course, that then prompts him to go to Ted's office and ask how the fuck he's going to make this work. And that's that's what I meant before, that he's kind of speed running his yep. own arc over again, because this is kind of the position that he took in the beginning of the first yeah. season, where he goes, is this a fucking joke? Because he is tr- like trying to understand what's going on here but he just can't and, like the way he talks his intonation and everything is yeah. exactly like he used to talk in season one when he asked questions yeah. in the press room that is yes he is so, so much the old trend again in that moment mm-hmm. because he's like i don't get it and i need to get to the bottom of this and the only mm-hmm. way he knows how to do it is like the way he used to do it by mm-hmm. asking questions like this and like yes um confronting people about their choices Mm -hmm. which obviously doesn't get him very far because ted's answer is very whimsical as usual (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um it was so good it's so smart to do it like that yeah then that's where uh where ted brings in the robert frost quote right that's where he says oh it's uh, like taking a hike with robert frost you uh, you won't know which direction it's gonna go something like that which 
poor Trent. He's like, if he if he has not fallen for Ted so far, like he has no chance now. This man is quoting poetry at him. <laughs> Which canonically is something that has brought couples together before, like uh, mm-hmm. Rebecca getting all worked up about Sam quoting Rilke at her. Yeah. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Yeah. And also, this is interesting because of something that's going to come up later, but this whole thing of which path are you going to take um, and it like the poem mm. that um, Ted refers to, it's called The Road Not Taken. Mm. You know, that's the uh, the whole thing of that poem is taking a path that's less traveled and least expected in a way so the sirens are going off thinking what what that could mean and probably Trent also thinking what that could mean and trying to connect the dots so um smart yeah Trent's brain is working very hard and then you know Ted just walks out and claps him on the shoulder. <laughs> that was there. so cute. Like that is so. When we were discussing what we want to see in season three, like this whole like this, we had on the bingo the um, Ted and Trent touch, which we crossed out already because they shook mm-hmm. hands. But this is exactly what we meant back then, like this yeah. casual touching that friends do, like clapping mm-hmm. on the shoulder or like you know whatever, putting your hand on someone's shoulder, like this kind mm-hmm. of stuff, and he reacts exactly the way that we hoped like with this mm-hmm. sort of brief being taken aback and like looking at, like double taking and everything like mm-hmm. james lance is absolutely delivering everything we want as if he knew as if he yeah. knew and the interesting thing to me about that is you know we see many a character completely be like pulled into the way Ted talks Mm. and everybody you know at first being startled and confused by his whole thing and then immediately like getting pulled into it and going along with it and um it's just like getting normalized for everybody so quickly like Rebecca falls into it the whole team falls into it everybody just adjusts to the way that Ted is but Trent is the one that still goes okay but what how what what is this man doing and he's still trying to figure out what's going on with Ted and with his tactics and with everything he's trying to achieve he's not he's not okay with just going along with it he wants to know yeah I mean to be fair he is writing a book so it would help if he understood but um yeah, it's just in his nature I mean that is I think the core to why he was a good journalist maybe not because it was his passion like job wise but mm-hmm. because he's good at this stuff at yeah researching and at digging and also it is his choice to write that book like he writes yeah. that book because <laughs> he needs to know what again deal is. this is sort of an, a still loose end that i can't wait to be tied up because we, we we're we almost completely forgot about this by by this point but mm-hmm. there are open questions about the book and whether or not he's actually writing or supposed to write it because mm-hmm. we remember back during his first episode when he lied to his publisher so mm-hmm. or maybe not even his publisher we don't even know if that really was yeah. his publisher so we never what, heard of the publisher again so we never far, heard so. of this again so <laughs> Because it is very unusual that Trent walked into the office and was like, I'm writing a book. That is, I don't think that's how it usually works. Usually, you know, this goes through official channels. He doesn't mm-hmm. just sit there in the office and it's like, I would like to write a book. And then mm-hmm. everyone goes, okay, you write a book now. Like There is something up here. And mm-hmm. I, I think that we 
discovered in this very episode, Trent realizing what he's supposed to write about. Mm -hmm. But we'll get there. Yeah. Also, I just realized we skipped a tiny moment that I really loved that, you know, uh, Beard. Oh, the and, yeah. yeah. You know, uh, because Beard is uh, now switching positions with Will the Kidman and um, Will is putting it off perfectly. Like, he's honestly, such that a great was Beard. probably my favorite joke. The pan mm -hmm. over to him as Beard, that was probably the funniest. Yeah. Thing that was incredible. I've ever seen. I couldn't. This was so good. And the yeah. way he perfectly impersonated Beard. It was mm -hmm. beautiful. Yes. But then, you know, what What I liked was we see Beard struggle the way that <laughs> the way that Will does sometimes with the water bottles. Like, yeah. we sometimes see him, you know, <laughs> struggle with them in the background. But then uh, we see also this moment of, I don't know, growth already <laughs> when when uh, beard flips the water bottle back and trent catches it, yeah like catches it perfectly like it was such a beautiful moment to again remind us that trent is becoming mm -hmm. part of this group and like bonding mm -hmm. with everyone we saw him bonding with roy especially before we saw him mm -hmm. like we obviously with colin like we mm -hmm. we keep getting these little moments that remind us that trent isn't an outsider here yeah. as much as he's even if he's trying to be he's like part of the group everyone like starts to get along with him mm -hmm. and not even that i think uh, what's what's great is that um this whole bottle thing is a foreshadowing to a scene that happens later where we see how all synced up the players yeah. are in mm -hmm. the locker room like the way they pass along their bottles yeah. between each oh, other um, and you know we we already see that this whole tactic is working and it's working because this team is already such a unit yeah and this little moment between Beard and Trent is a foreshadowing of that. So that probably has to mean that Trent is part of that team as well. Oh, yeah. Very sweet. Good mm -hmm. connection. And I, I like, especially what I like about that scene is how shook Trent looks by, you know, the way that that worked. He's touching <laughs> that one and he looks, he looks listen, so shocked. Listen, <laughs> as a former uh, unfit child, it is very shocking when you start being able to catch things and throw mm -hmm. things. It yeah. is quite the shock when it works. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I'm the same way. Um, so now that we got back to that, we can move on. Oh, yeah, the return of the king. As in, the return, you know, the return of, of the, the gay mug. And also the return of the orange shirt. Like They both come back in the same moment. So Which it's I kind think of is a... very cute that they like mm -hmm. show characters realistically reusing their clothes. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I don't know, sometimes shows overdo it um, with like the character wears something different in every scene, which is highly unrealistic. I like that mm -hmm. they show Trent being like, "Well, it's been like three weeks since I last wore this shirt. I might as well mm -hmm. wear it again." And especially if coming from a character like Trent, who has had one wardrobe so far, <laughs> like in the previous seasons, <laughs> and now he's going through so many different shirts. Um, we we said we were going to talk we about will that address later, it but... later. But yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Still, it's still nice to know that he's still the same person yeah. wearing his comfort items. You know. <laughs> <laughs> And also, also, is this the first time that we get a look inside of the notebook? I think yeah, that's, that's the, the first, first time, time we see him write in the, uh, like, see the notebook, mm -hmm. what's inside, which is interesting note-taking technique he's yeah. applying here. But I, I vibed One. with it because if I look at my notes 
for this podcast. No, we can't <laughs> talk about that. Okay, yeah, but the 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 way he takes his notes, I kind of relate because sometimes I take notes like that. Yeah, you know, no, just... no, yes, yeah, <laughs> we trying... we are like that too. I'm just I just think yeah. it's very charming that he is as well. Yes, he's he's trying to connect the dots so hard, literally, and then. Then once again, when he struggles and when he really doesn't know how to move forward, because nobody, like, there's no clue so far of what this mysterious number four is. Once again, he goes to the source and asks Ted. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Uh, yeah. Mm. We're, we're getting treated so well here. I think that for me, this is confirmation of non-binary trend. I am eating cardboard about this the way that we've spent months just brain running about this character mm-hmm. discussing his sexuality his gender and the way that we've talked we've talked about it on the podcast before like james lance using different pronouns for trend mm-hmm. whether that be just a quirk of the way he speaks or an mm-hmm. actual thought that he has about this gender and then the show treats us to Ted using sir and man to address Trent. Mm-hmm. And Trent just takes it. He yeah, doesn't even, no like, reaction as if this no is reaction. Just, yeah, okay, yeah. You know, from a character who's famously known for yeah. reacting, not getting a reaction. Like they were it? specifically on his face and he didn't even like this was yeah. not important to him. What else does this say to us except that Trent mm-hmm. canonically multiple sets of pronouns? Trent yeah. canonically non-binary. Or something oh, like that. Also in the same episode where Kiwi is referred to um, as a they. You know, she's one of them. They is. <laughs> oh, we are being fed so well. I, I yeah. didn't... Listen, I we said this before, but when we made the bingo, our expectations were so low. Now, mm-hmm. in hindsight, we should have just gone full brain rot and added, like, all our craziest theories to yeah. it. Because so far, a lot of them have come true. Yep. Most if of them we... have come true. We would have never added something like oh multiple pronouns trend into yeah. the bingo because we were like this is a lot this is too mm-hmm. much no, here he is yeah if if we have put that i think we can like we could have crossed it out now in, well, our, like, we would in have conscience. if we had added every single insane thought we've had and thought was mm-hmm. too much for the bingo we would have a bingo by now yeah <laughs> like we we put down the trend as straight just so that we might still get a bingo, even if yeah. our worst fears come true. That's why we did that. We didn't uh-huh. have to do that. We shouldn't have. We didn't I believe. Mean, we didn't the, the, believe. Yeah, that was we, the problem. I, I think believed. that that is Ted Lasso teaching us a lesson to believe. Yeah. <laughs> or some, I don't know what it is. Because honestly, it's actually a little scary that we really got all of that before it happened like mm-hmm. uh, yes we discussed that this is just us picking up the crumbs that they put down and like understanding what they're communicating mm-hmm. but like there is a point where you're like it's a little unrealistic that we would have known this beforehand right mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like I'm, I'm getting scared i'm getting scared of the for the, for the rest of the season <laughs> like what, was that like, like arlo white saying he's not gonna say anything anymore because <laughs> he's afraid that he's making it true <laughs> this is exactly how i feel at this point i believe in everything yeah. we got yes sir no ma'am turned grim that was incredible that was so beautiful i almost lost my mind i mean I did lose my mind. Who who wouldn't? 
I got several texts, like as people <laughs> watched the episode, several people just kept texting me, yes, sir, no, no. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. This casual inclusion of gender mm-hmm. fuckery was beautiful. Yeah. More, more. I want more. Now I've tasted it. <laughs> yes. And it's like, it doesn't just say something about Trent, it also says something about Ted and the way he is, you know. Yeah thinking outside of boxes he just doesn't mm-hmm. care about about the rules of society anymore <laughs> boxes are over i mean this episode was supposed to be called boxes and ted is showing us that he doesn't care about boxes anymore and all right he's just done with identities and oh. the restrictions of them is this the, is time? That the next scene i think this is I think this is yeah. Oh thank God. No, really? wait, there's there's no. more between that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um I also had this note, I don't know if we need to include it, but that um, you know, trend is he's repeatedly coming to Ted to try and figure out what Ted is trying to do with this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because and and he's not satisfied with, oh, I don't know, as a as an answer because he still thinks that Ted is a mystery he needs to solve like Ted is something that like a code that he can crack and he doesn't realize yet that Ted is just a man <laughs> you know he's just some guy <laughs> um so the next scene is we see um Sam's meltdown um well meltdown is not the right word but Sam getting extremely angry about this tweet and about the situation that he's in with his restaurant that gets destroyed um and I don't want to get too much into that because that's not the point of our podcast I just thought that it was a very powerful scene and I once again felt reassured of the capabilities of the writers um but I thought it was very um like once again Trent is there to witness this and also um react to it like he he just watches sam so in, like intently and i think that was a very important callback to the time mm-hmm. where he watched sam uh, take a stance on cerithium oil to show that trent isn't just there for the football the football is part of it but that's not what gets him engaged he is also there for everything that's going on like on a personal and political level in that locker room yep. um so i thought that was a very very cool moment to include Trent in. And now, now <laughs> we're getting to, um, yeah, the scene where in during halftime, the team discusses this whole total football strategy and how it doesn't work and everybody's frustrated. And Trent scribbles fur- furiously, takes notes um, on that whole discussion unfolding. And then Ted... Lasso stepping in <laughs> once again using sort of a, a quirky life story of his as a metaphor yeah. for the situation but he chose the words I was a straight fella in middle America which mm-hmm. prompted one of the f- funniest James Lance reactions just with his glasses mm-hmm. like still like for him to write down mm-hmm. like focus down on the page mm-hmm. and just looking up over the glasses with like mm-hmm. the absolute most doubtful expression yeah like the choice to cut 
when Ted said that to cut right to the man who mm-hmm. came out as gay when he was middle aged was mm-hmm. quite the choice, I yeah. think. Um, yeah. just visually, I want to talk to the editor of this episode mm-hmm. about that choice that they made there, because you know. I, this man, because you could argue he's just like confused about where the story is going, like mm-hmm. what what is happening, like why is he starting to like uh, talk about what his life used to be like, um, when he was mm-hmm. younger. But there was something in this expression that just screams, "You're straight, right?" Yeah, sure. <laughs> like that yeah. just screams that. <laughs> yes, I mean, there's a point to be made where, like, people could accuse us of being delusional mm. for saying, "Oh, this they man can't... calls himself straight, so that means that he's not right." And that's a point you could make right now. And I mean, um. Sure, other shows maybe. Currently, first of I, all, yeah, <laughs> he used the word "was." Mm-hmm. A lot of people use like I, you know, I was straight then, like when they talk about sort of their life before they came out. First mm-hmm. of all, he used "was." Uh, yeah. Second of all, you cannot call us delusional. We just talked about how we keep getting things right that mm-hmm. there are no, there's no reason to get right. Yes. We are, as far as the listener is concerned, we are the opposite of delusional. We are just mm-hmm. completely correct all of the time. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, the, the, we see not only Trent react and doubt, <laughs> but Roy. everybody, like, every Roy's reaction we see on that. Roy's face in the background, he's so... <laughs> He almost looks offended. He almost looks upset. Yeah. He's like, yeah. What? Like, <laughs> why is this man calling himself straight? What's going on? <laughs> so and good. Th- that's what I was referring to earlier when I said that the Robert Frost poem is um, connecting with my brain in a certain way because I was watching that scene of Ted calling himself straight and immediately my brains like went into two different realities in which one we just take Ted's thing at face value we just believe him that he's straight but the other path that's the path you know less taken <laughs> whatever it is the poem says you well, so, know the, like, the road less rest the road less traveled by um because like the the reason he said that like that he was a straight ma- white man in middle America is because he wanted to express how like he didn't have many ways to express himself like his mm-hmm. individuality and you know started to experiment with facial hair mm-hmm. um the whole point of the story is like him trying things that didn't work out mm-hmm. you know yeah <laughs> um trying yes. things we've been over this like mm-hmm. this whole anecdote again is about Ted acknowledging like that sometimes you have to try something new or something unexpected mm-hmm. um, to you know find you know who you really are what really makes you comfortable mm-hmm. what you really love yeah and so... he started that off by using the phrase I was a straight white fella in middle America uh-huh mm-hmm. and also it so, also talking about how he he's afraid of tattoo needles or was afraid so there's two different ways i can see this going and one of them is that he somehow even though i find this upsetting um gets rid of his mustache because he you know he just <laughs> he just needs to try who he is without it uh-huh. um i don't mm, I don't know. That... I don't know how I feel about that, but I can see the show do that. Uh-huh. Like, it's a symbol. 
Yeah, I, I, I probably depends on how they would do it. Or the other road that, like, they could go down with this is that Ted gets a tattoo. <laughs> you know, just because he's scared of tattoo needles. <laughs> yeah, he's but trying things that scare him, yeah. Yeah, that would be just for me personally, I think. <laughs> I don't good. need that to happen. Oh my god, just... the whole team gets matching tattoos! Oh, <laughs> you know, speaking of belief signs that nobody can take away, if you get that inked on your skin, that's something that nobody can rip up. Um, and honestly, something these goddamn himbos would organize. Mm-hmm. Let us be real, they would. Absolutely. Oh, they would. And I would love to see, you know, even if it's just a fanfic, um, everybody's reactions to getting tattoos and how scared or not scared they are. Because like, Ah, uh, just the the different himbos reacting to being like poked with a needle over mm. and over again. I would like to see that, but <laughs> I think we're getting we're getting a little bit. So yeah, I think the point here is not that Ted called himself straight or said that he was straight. I think the more important point is that he said, um, you know, sometimes uh, the right idea is just sitting behind a couple of wrong ones. I'm just just saying the combination of him saying that of the point of the anecdote of the Mm -hmm. reactions to him saying that it just I know we are very very careful here to not predict things that are completely Mm -hmm. unlikely but Mm -hmm. how the show is going currently it's not off the table that like somehow by the end of the season the big thing that Trent uh, that Ted realizes is that he's actually bi and like, mm-hmm. that has been bothering him his whole life or something I don't know could be mm. at this point anything's possible yeah yeah I can see that happening like with everything um up to this point and I keep saying that this season is going to be very interesting to watch back in like one go mm. um because there's so many points where this connects to like uh Ted having his barbecue sauce um, um, triggered uh, hallucination of bisexual colored triangles also I kept thinking back to that moment where Trent said um, what was it this whole bit about his his first career choice that didn't bring him happiness what does he say I I can't remember it it's something like it's hard to get this kind of satisfaction from your job or i when he said like i barely got it from my first career or something Mm -hmm. like that yeah and i think uh, specifically referring to second career choices or like secondary life choices so um i kind of connected that back um to this whole thing as well Mm. Um, there is a lot like this whole show has like a lot of hints about like second tries and you know second choices and Mm -hmm. um, things not going right and having to take the other path path Mm -hmm. the one less traveled yeah a lot of that in the show yes is this the time to face the the last and final scene Uh, of of the trend scene of this episode oh is it yes oh my god i remember i remember vividly watching it like watching them all go through that door and the camera lingering on the closing door and i was like Mm -hmm. this is like such like you know how you have a thought in like of like half a second like in a completely mm-hmm. perfect thought i thought like ooh, it would be so perfect if tread like stopped the door and like ran mm-hmm. after them and in my head i was like okay that makes no sense like this isn't like a big like <laughs> moment uh, like 
in my head i was like you are getting mm-hmm. ahead of yourself you need to calm down and mm-hmm. then it just fucking happens beautiful and as a parallel to trent stopping the door um in amsterdam with his shoe um now he's stopping the door with his hand and then kind of throwing his whole body into it oh my god i love james land so much he killed it in this suit he gave it his everything that scene was such a delight to watch just was so Uh. beautiful because not only did he do this whole like this Again, this is a classic rom-com trope. This like stopping the door and being like, stop, mm-hmm. wait. Like, mm-hmm. this is already such a trope. And then he just, he's like high on endorphins or something. Like he is mm-hmm. a completely changed man now. It's, yeah. That was incredible. And once again, like this is kind of, like this whole episode kind of reminded me of Rainbow. Um, mm-hmm. Because like Rainbow, this is shot like a rom-com. Oh, yeah even without the specific rom-com cues of like this is about a romantic relationship yeah. i mean we get these uh, jack and kitty scenes that are romantic but this whole episode is not centered around that it's centered around sam and his restaurant and his dad and uh, the way he's attacked by racist assholes um in the uh, british government and um what's romanticized is more um two things like richmond as this lovely you know neighborhood where people have their beautiful shops and their beautiful restaurants and sam's restaurant in the heart of it and then also richmond as a club and the way they're working so hard and they're struggling but they're trying and then that like the solution to that is this rom-com moment of Trent stopping the door and screaming, it's gonna work. It's the rom-communism. Like we've said before, like for Ted Lasso, that doesn't necessarily mean like, whoa, characters get in romantic relationship. It means the whole thing is a rom-com. Like Ted Mm -hmm. and his club, like the people, everything is a rom-com. Like Mm -hmm. they have rom-com moments. They live in a rom-com logic Mm -hmm. world. Yeah. like That that, is, and Trent is just very violently being yanked into it mm-hmm. now. or like throwing himself into it he's like he's literally into, throwing yeah. his whole body into that situation to be part of this rum communism and like i love that the story of ted and the club is told as a love story yeah and trent just like deciding to now be a part of it by like, I, I cannot describe it any other way. He's throwing his whole yeah. body in there. And like the whole thing, like we've said, there's this arc. Like at first he starts out the way he was in season one, asking Ted like straight up, like mm-hmm. a journalist again, in this tone of voice he used to have, like, what are you doing here? And then asking mm-hmm. more friendly later, but like still, you know, trying to get to the bottom of it. Hey, what is number mm-hmm. four? Come on, tell me. Come on, you can, you can tell me. Kind of mm-hmm. sort of friendly way. Mm-hmm. And now... Like, I don't know how, but he gets it now. Like, I don't know what exactly triggered that realization. I I guess just watching the guys totally Mm -hmm. embrace total football was the thing. Mm -hmm. But he is absolutely like, he, he he, like, he gets it now. Like, he's gone into a character development era that we haven't seen yet. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the new trend. The trend who is completely, like, I don't know how to call it like devoted to the last way like he mm-hmm. gets it now he doesn't just try to understand it now like the, the whole show like from mm-hmm. episode three 
he tried like he was intrigued by the lesser way mm -hmm. he tried to understand the lesser way mm -hmm. and he thought positively of it mm -hmm. but now he's actually just embracing it yeah. not just trying to understand it he's just happy about yeah. it and to be part of it and to see yeah. it i have up until that point in the episode i have very like elaborate notes and this this scene the only two notes i took is one dork in all like mm. all caps yeah that's because it's next yeah it is so beautiful to see that this man is actually just a huge fucking dog. And we knew the whole time. Like, we we've been saying that. Like, we've been saying from the beginning of this podcast that back then, secretly, Trent is just a huge dog. And they very almost show it to us. Like, they give gave us these tiny glimpses. Like, when he locked mm -hmm. his keys in his car, we were like, oh, he's secretly a huge dog. We can mm -hmm. feel it. But it was so little that most people would have not called him a dork but we mm -hmm. did we were committed to that yeah. sort of characterization of Trent as secretly just being a huge dork and he's just mm -hmm. been trying to present himself as a very serious person yeah and so, now not only was he being a huge dork he was being called a huge dork mm -hmm. oh Jesus yeah. and again another rom-com line mm -hmm. what a fucking dork yeah but he's yes. our dork and the way the, the way Ted's face is just wow. so he's so happy about yeah. it he's oh like it is yeah. I genuinely we say this every episode but I'm not used to be being treated so well by a show yeah. I'm not used to wanting things and getting them like mm -hmm. I was like okay what if like this season trend is just you know again a side character who sometimes comes up and it's like always like nice but it's nothing special mm -hmm. and now we get Ted like and, and like we get these characters talking about trend and about liking mm -hmm. trend and about genuinely having these like warm feelings for trend mm -hmm. it's uh... yeah yeah and especially it's for ted beautiful. who has spent this entire show trying to get trend to just open up this mm -hmm. whole show he was just really working on that from the start the, the same way he does with everyone but he finally he finally did it yeah. he finally got cracked trend completely mm -hmm. the doors that, are I, not only open not only blown open there are no doors anymore no walls anymore mm -hmm. that man it's just finally finally yeah he's he's there he's ready to be heard again or what is that that you know the whole thing that rebecca's uh referring to with her uh with her talking about love and how she has to be ready to be vulnerable again i oh, think yeah. that's where trent is right now yes yes he is absolutely red like he uh, doesn't care about keeping any guards up anymore hey. he's just yeah i just wonder if this is like the trend we get now like i wonder if he like you know if this was just a moment of euphoria where he just let mm -hmm. it all out and like went complete and like this was an like this was an insane scientist kind of mm -hmm. moment he had there where he finally cracked the code of the lasso way yeah but i wonder if this is just what he's gonna be like now is he just gonna run around super enthusiastic about everything or is he like you know a calm rider again in the next uh, episode. I don't know. I don't know if I could survive him being like that all the time because literally I had such a hard time t putting any proper words like out there. Like, I'm still struggling. I don't know how to talk about this kind of thing. I really can't. It's so hard because we didn't expect it. Mm -hmm. And it was just this. 
I'm just imagining now if this is the new trend, like the new trend who embraces his dorkiness and embraces like his passion, I guess, or whatever. Like I just see him like following, like he is already following them around doing their mm -hmm. training, but like being really happy about everything. Like, yeah. oh, this is very smart, Ted. I get it now. I get it. Like just, <laughs> ooh, and constantly interrupting and being like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that would yes. Be fun. I, that I could would see. But. I could see James Lance act the shit out of that. Yeah. Like his, I mean, his it would kill me. And I don't think that's what they're doing. I think they really just wanted mm. this to be like this moment of complete euphoria yeah. of him cracking the code. Yes. But oh my God, I, I hope he's a little looser now because he was still very mm. trying very hard to keep yeah. this face up that he always had. Mm -hmm. But. And that is what I was getting at earlier too, um, that we, I think we just witnessed Trent realizing what he should write his book about mm -hmm. uh, because he comes in saying, I want to write about a club because I think there's a story here. And mm -hmm. now we see him finally completely excited about a concept. Mm -hmm. And I think he's realizing now he has to write a book about that specifically about the lesser mm -hmm. way and yeah. how, you know, it, how it works, how, how this metaphor works for football. Yeah. So I am, I said, I think I said so before, I am going to lose it if this book is called The Last Away. And right now, this is the only title that absolutely yeah. makes sense because this is what It always has about. been, but now he literally yeah. said that out loud. Just, yes. The Last Away. Yeah. Oh, and it was just, the whole scene was so cute. The way Ted was just like, oh, this mm -hmm. is fun. This is a fun new trend that I'm mm -hmm. talking to here. It's just happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's not just that, and that leads me to the only other note that I took for the scene. Trent gets so enthusiastic, and I think Ted himself is surprised by the by the dots that Trent is connecting. You know how this has all been planned all along, and you know the way Trent says, "Oh, you can, you all these um, thousands of imperceptible moments, you prepared them for this," and I think. Trent in that moment genuinely believes that this was Ted's plan all along and he has always worked towards the total football um, and of course we know that's not true like Ted didn't plan this he didn't always plan mm. to bring this team towards total football it's just the way that it naturally worked out for him because sometimes things just work out for Ted and sometimes um, you know what uh, he doesn't even know himself what he's trying to get towards and we see that with the like number four he doesn't know what number four is yet but um, yeah and that was yeah. such a cute moment where Trent is like it doesn't even matter what number four is he gets it mm -hmm. now he gets the last away no it doesn't matter yes but but I still think at least a little bit um, Trent is making Ted into something that he isn't like it's he's still to Trent a mystery that he's now solved apparently and so he still I think has to learn at some point that really Ted is just some guy <laughs> and that is the interesting thing right because we're in the roughly the middle of the season and Trent mm -hmm. has allegedly cracked it now the story mm -hmm. the whole thing like oh this is all everything has led to this moment mm -hmm. of like this total football everything working but it hasn't everything yeah. has led to something that's still coming mm -hmm. so this is a very fascinating situation we're in where Trent thinks he's already figured it all out and mm -hmm. it's very much so, not over yet 
for for us as never narrative enjoyers mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know um fans of the narrative escaper trent crim oh he um, is escaping oh he is fighting to get out of he, there <laughs> he is. yes but also it's very interesting that they're making us so aware of this being a narrative like this whole ted lasso story being a narrative and te- uh, trent now thinking that he has solved it and cracked it mm-hmm. um they are telling us no ted is not you know just a character like that that is neatly written and we can figure out i think even even i felt kind of i don't know seen by that moment where they say okay yeah there there have been people who have tried to figure out ted and figure out the whole show but um that's not the end of it Mm. um we can only figure out so far like even with the whole previews and the whole like behind the scenes that we knew so far now we have got to the point where we know very very little like that's gonna come and that gets me so excited and slightly scared (laughs) but mostly excited um and i think trent saying that he has figured it out now and that he gets it now means that there's going to be wild shit ahead. Oh, there's a wild card in our future. Mm -hmm. And I like that it sort of parallels what uh, we're doing and saying that we have only predicted the show up until this point. Mm -hmm. We haven't really, I mean, we've thrown out some theories about like the finale a little Mm -hmm. bit, but like technically all of our like very specific theories and headcanons were for this half of the season Mm -hmm. that we thought would maybe be all of the season but was only half Mm -hmm. the season so literally like trend we thought we figured it out but we're only Mm -hmm. halfway there (laughs) yeah yes so i i am so excited to see what else um this show and ted lasso the the man <laughs> have the uh, yet in store for the us legend. the man the myth the legend no but that's what i'm trying to say yeah he's the man ted is he is a man he's not a character that you can solve he's not a riddle he is literally as much as he can as much as any fictional character can be he's a guy just a guy and that's exciting and that's mm-hmm. great that he's not this big concept of a man he's literally just a guy i don't know how else to say it but i yeah it yeah. excites me so much it's gonna be very exciting okay outfit talk yes yes please share your theory because you said you have Listen. some i don't have a theory Listen. i just have a thought of Listen. oh my god he's so he's so <laughs> So last episode, we already talked about this theory that the Helium Taxi on Tumblr sent us that Trent's outfit um, is like a sunflower, looks like the sunflower painting by Van Gogh that reminds Mm -hmm. Ted of home. And that, you know, we've said that it might narratively connect Trent to sort of Ted's um, homesickness and the arc where Ted is considering going back home and like, the way that Trent could be involved in it, which we think is that he's writing the book that then prompts Ted to reconsider his decision. But mm. either way, however it is, it feels very much like we're connecting Trent to Ted's home and homesickness in some way. Mm-hmm. And then this episode, they throw at us one, an American university shirt uh, for the for uh, Ashland University in Ohio, mm-hmm. which isn't like 
oh it's not like directly kansas or anything like that but mm -hmm. um it's the kind of shirt that that you see everywhere in america like ev like if if you've grown up mm -hmm. there you would look around and just see these college and university shirts everywhere so mm. this is already one that would remind ted very much of home if that's sort of the thought process he would mm -hmm. commit to uh just looking at it and i think that it truly is just something that trent thrifted like i think mm -hmm. that's sort of he doesn't like buy it because it means something to him like i don't yeah. think what we're doing here is connecting ashland university to trent's character but <clears throat> no um, just especially the, because we don't see <laughs> that much of that shirt <laughs> no it's... i i just think that the vibe of like american university shirt is like the mm -hmm. point here and then he also wears later where, where ted uh, talks about um being straight and then in the uh scene where he, he becomes full dork he wears this western style shirt this very american mm -hmm. western style shirt which again very american which yeah. which is something that you see in kansas probably every single day if you would mm -hmm. leave your house and it's not just like any western shirt mm -hmm. no this specific shirt that he wears has been worn before by none other than robert <laughs> and i don't mean like the general style is the same uh -huh. i mean this is the exact same shirt it's a ralph lauren shirt and mm -hmm. it's it is the same shirt that robert Redford has worn at one point before incredible I, I know this is most likely a coincidence because it's a big brand and everything but like i feel like i keep being able to connect the dots back to robert redford <laughs> and we've joked about it before that trent let this compliment about a young robert redford playing him uh get to his head but like yeah. listen i'm connecting the dots here i think mm -hmm. maybe maybe this is leading to something maybe robert redford has a cameo in the show i don't know it's, <laughs> yes i just <laughs> It's, I'm sorry, I just had to have my moment of connecting Trent to Robert Redford again, just for a moment. <laughs> we can move on now. Yeah, we already know that uh, Ted likes that kind of shirt because of the way he reacted to that Ooh, one cowboy yeah. <laughs> in the previous episode. <laughs> yeah. So this is like two very American pieces of clothing that they put Trent into. Trent, of all mm -hmm. the characters, was a very very british man very like yeah. he was introduced as this very uptight british guy and mm -hmm. now he's running around looking like he he's a whole a Mary boo or something so <laughs> it feels yeah, i know that the costume designer themselves i don't remember that name but they said that this ashland university shirt didn't like mean anything there was like they said it so directly like there is like we just picked it because it fits the vibe and james liked it mm -hmm. for the character but there is no deeper meaning behind it and it felt mm -hmm. like such an interesting thing to throw out there to say like but it doesn't mean anything that i feel like hey maybe it does mean something and you're not allowed to <laughs> say it does something and you're not allowed yeah. to say maybe it means something because they don't want people to know I think it means something. I think that they do want to connect Trent to Ted's homesickness and home mm -hmm. and going home arc because he, this is a very different direction for his wardrobe in general. Mm -hmm. So um, if he's purposeful, if he's very purposeful. Yeah, just just in general, his shirts show so much of his personality i think that's the biggest takeaway for me mm. that before he has dressed very carefully in the same outfit that feels safe and that feels like this is his routine and we have to talk about his routine um, in a second because of this 
insane mm-hmm. yeah, I was, that I was, yeah. in an interview um so yeah he stuck to something that felt very safe and right now he's just all over the place with his wardrobe um exploring new things just wearing these band shirts that are completely batshit um and you know combining them in ways that we have never seen before um and I love that he's so expressive with his clothing yeah. and um, sometimes they're like you know these black shirts but he brings in color also like he has this purple shirt he brings back the orange shirt he has a green one in one scene I think it's just he's yeah he's really putting himself out there fashion wise and I love that so much yeah. that's all that I wished for um, before when I said um, mm. you know when I put um, Trent dresses funky uh, on the bingo and it makes me so happy. And the matching scarves are very cute too. Oh yes, all these scarves that he um, keeps on wearing now and combining with these looks, um, you know, I I call them gay as scarves because they, they are. are they are so gay. <laughs> gay as silk um, scarves. <laughs> yes, amazing. Um, I just love it. I love that we see more of that because that has always been such an important point for us to talk about this wardrobe. And also the jacket that he wears in his dork scene seems very big on him. Mm-hmm. So again, confirming that not all of his, like he doesn't necessarily buy his clothes the way other people buy clothes. Like he said, James Ann said before that Trent's jackets are his father's. Mm-hmm. And this is very much one of those, oh yeah, okay, he got that from someone else a jacket. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the other route, it could be like he thrifted that as well. And then also like these obscure band shirts. Yeah. Either he really likes the well, bands or he just sees the shirt and thinks like, yep, that, that sucks. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the three skeletons, um, stuff like that. I think yeah. that was also a band shirt. I mean, I also um, it does fit with with um what what we have to assume is Trent's taste in music. So it could mm-hmm. just be things that he actually does like. Yeah, he has eclectic tastes. Like he's he's all over the place, and he is not afraid anymore of showing off mm, these yeah. uh, weird tastes. And I love him for it. And. Uh, I think for the episode, that's it. But... Yeah, I think that's all about the episode. But once again, we have to talk about the violence that James Lance chose. Uh-huh. Specifically against us. us. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because there was um, this emmy magazine i think um i haven't read the whole magazine i just read the part where um james lance talks about um his character and there's just it's just a little snippet but it contains so much so much violence (laughs) against us Um, it's like targeted at this point (laughs) should i just read it read it it, it's not long so um this is um what he said when I first read his name, Trent Krim, I swear I whispered the final line from Casablanca. I think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. What I've discovered underneath his mat- meticulous facade is that Mr. Krim has issues. He's full of secrets and he's particular. He sleeps in silk pajamas between iron bed sheets and wakes up every morning to his trusty coffee machine going off at 444, his lucky number. Routine and ritual help stop his life from becoming unmanageable because if that happens, anything can happen. Hashtag belief. He'd tell you he's on a journey if he didn't deplore the phrase. His therapist says of him that he's seeking the quintess- quintessence of crimp. 
All I know is that most of America loves his hair, which is why Trent Krim loves America. Okay, the last one is obviously kind of a bit of a... Because I think this man is still not over Joe Biden complimenting his hair. Understandable, I think, if the president tells you, hey, if I had your hair, I would have been president uh, 20 years ago. That's (laughs) fucking wild. Um, But... Uh, that that comment aside, although America just means Ted, just saying. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying. So I, I'm just trying to summarize it really quick before we go into details. What this man is saying is that first of all, um, Casablanca. Again, second of all, fucking Trent is the most neurodivergent person we've ever <laughs> yeah. seen on screen. I read um, that and I was like, oh Jesus, this yeah. is not, not a neurotypical, like, huh? He, he's taking this to levels that we don't even dare to. No. And yeah, then he also said that Trent is holding on by a thread, trying to keep sane. <laughs> And Ted won't let let him. Yep. He be lost the thread. Sane. The thread is yeah. gone. We've we've yes. witnessed this episode. And yeah, like, that's exactly what we see this this episode. He like I I wrote down. Uh, Trent is not even trying anymore to be normal about Ted. He's just he's yeah. just given that up. Like we've talked about like wanting to see Trent's morning routine and stuff mm-hmm. because we all also had this sort of concept that he has this very clear morning routine that gets him through life because it's, it would be you know not easy probably will you know now we know he's just a divorced dad but we assumed he would be a single dad but okay shared custody is still not like simple a simple Mm -hmm. life so it makes a lot of sense which is why we thought so as well that you know he had have like it's always at this time he gets up he always does this next and like Mm -hmm. he has this perfect step-by-step routine that we hope to see eventually Mm -hmm. but then also the detail like his lucky number 444 this is such a ted thing because Mm -hmm. we it's like specifically with like um time when we had when ted actually brings it up talking to Mm -hmm. trent making an 11 11 wish yeah and like that is is such a thing for Ted that you would expect from Ted mm-hmm. and then you have Trent who like has a lucky number and wakes up mm-hmm. at that time every morning I, I mean not not even so that quirky. he has to wake up at that time because otherwise his life's gonna fall apart dude yep. that's just oh, like that's just OCD that man. is just OCD yeah man you you're just my man <laughs> that is why he has a therapist I think yeah um, I mean I'm I'm so glad to hear it because I think we talked about that last episode you know um yeah how, everyone is a therapist how, for the show um yeah also how uh Colin has Dr. Sharon and I hope <laughs> Um, that Trent like follows the same route. A- according to James Lance, Trent already has a therapist. I also like <laughs> that he phrased it like this: his ser- his therapist would say this about Trent. <laughs> like yeah. this man is so deep in it that he also has an OC who's Trent's therapist. <laughs> <laughs> James Lance is giving us everything. I genuinely he's... sometimes forget that he's not just the third guy on this podcast, but like the actual actor <laughs> on the show. <laughs> <laughs> and and once again he's saying the same exact things we have been saying for weeks yes and he just i don't know kind of confirms it because he is willing the character of trent crimp to life by acting choices by talking to jason Sudeikis then- about his hat cannons <laughs> by just you know bringing him into this world i mean he made all of Trent, like we know this now, pretty much all of Trent was just James making suggestions and Jason being down to do it. 
-hmm. And now also, which I would have never attributed to James, the fucking Casablanca thing. Yeah. That was, at this point, I believe this man just improvised that line on set and they were like, perfect, we'll keep it. Because mm-hmm. I think this man might not have a script. I think he just does. <laughs> I think he just becomes Trent on set and I they like he, let him go with it. You know, he just shows up and then lets Trent Grimm take over. I think, I think that's happening. I As, as long as nobody tells us otherwise, mm-hmm. I just believe that now. I actually, he yeah. has told us otherwise the bike riding thing. He did specifically yeah. say Jason wrote last minute, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying because. Oh, but that makes that. it even better because that feels like, you know, um, James Lance and Jason Sudeikis being those <laughs> they're like obsessed, us. <laughs> obsessed oh my schoolgirls. They're like us. <laughs> yeah, they're but like, like us. Yeah, at the scenes. And that explains so much why this show is the way it is and why it brings me so much joy because they're just going insane over certain characters and they just roll with that. Listen, we've already gone pretty wild uh, with the Casablanca thing when Trent said it because we've been through Mm -hmm. this. It's sort of this romantic coded Casablanca line, blah, 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 Mm -hmm. uh, of all the pop joints, lost love. And then we also talked about how one episode is called will never have paris mm-hmm. which is another casablanca reference and it's the next episode yeah so and like before i said that yeah so we know two characters who are connected to casablanca and that's for one trend and for like the second one uh, sam with him um and uh, this casablanca football team that uh, Edwin Akufu tried to scout him into. And before I would have said, okay, yeah, I think this is probably going to be a Sam episode. But right now, especially with the previous episode also being kind of a Sam episode, I don't know. I still think it's going to be about Sam in some way. Because right now he's very frustrated with Britain and maybe regretting his choice of staying here. Maybe. Um, But... I think based on the title and on the episode description, I think it might be that Paris like specifically references like Ted and his um, ex-wife Michelle mm-hmm. because it says that Michelle and her new boyfriend uh, yeah. go on a romantic trip, which usually means Paris. And yes. they leave like Henry in his care while they're mm-hmm. gone. So it it feels like very much the will never Paris is just in general the feeling that ted has that you know he and michelle never even like got to do things like that they never Mm -hmm. went on romantic trips maybe we don't know that but like that's sort Mm -hmm. of the vibe i'm getting right now but this show sometimes it does sometimes throw you curveballs so it could still be like a wild thing that involves trend making Mm -hmm. another casablanca reference after all yeah i mean if we take all the clues that we have got so far like trend already saying casablanca line we us knowing now that apparently James Lance is connecting Trent to Casablanca and sort of being obsessed with that movie. Um, but it's not that wild to assume no. that this is something that it's, relates to Ted and Trent, especially because I said, you know, this episode we get uh, Ted taking care of Henry, like, like probably for the mm-hmm. whole episode, like it's he's probably already there when the episode starts, I would uh, even expect, and we know. Trent has a daughter that hasn't appeared yet mm-hmm. and I personally think it would be very interesting if Ted with 
Henry runs into Trent with his daughter mm -hmm. and there's sort of that's where they get their moment like their bonding moment together yeah but yes especially I... because um we we kept talking about how uh Ted struggles with being a dad or what yep. what it means to be a good dad and we know now that Trent is kind of one step ahead of him there because we know now that he has like started to be true to himself that also made his daughter happier mm -hmm. um that feels like kind of foreshadowing for ted right yeah yeah i mean exactly like they're i've said this to you before but they have a very similar sort of story going on where at the beginning of the show they got separated from their wives and mm. they were unhappy about that and everyone was unhappy with it and mm -hmm. Trent through sort of embracing Ted Lasso's optimism and embracing his own sexuality more mm -hmm. and actually having a good conversation with his ex-wife like fixed it like mm -hmm. everyone was happier but Ted still hasn't so mm -hmm. it feels very much like now it's Trent's turn to sort of return the favor so to speak yeah. and like help Ted you know yes be happier with this choice Oh, my, my brain is racing right now because I my whole thesis is that Ted needs to learn to accept that kind of help that other people like have received from him. Yeah. And I was also thinking recently about this this moment of, you know, background moment of Ted was making cookies or biscuits for Trent's daughter yeah. and we know now that at that point his daughter was probably also you know not doing her yeah. best because yeah. her parents were splitting up and she was struggling to understand why probably but now that we know that around that time um trend kind of pulled through and then also this nice gesture of you know a strange american man <laughs> making <laughs> you cookies uh probably meant a lot to this little child uh, like assuming that yeah ted went back and made yeah, another batch did. like 100 he, like he, he would did. not let this leave this no, no i don't think so so you know for both trend and his daughter to pay back to pay back this kindness um by helping ted with his son that is kind of what this season is aiming towards i think you know with trend being the first one in season one to show how the ted lasso effect works seeing now the reverse seeing now all that ted has poured out into this world in terms of helping people in terms of like connecting people to each other for Trent to be the one to connect Henry to his dad. Am I completely going nuts here? Or I is think this, this is might be something? it. I mean, we could be wrong, but like this, so far the crumbs feel like this might really be intentional. And yeah, we're getting exactly what you said, this return yeah. of um, the help. Wow, my coherent thoughts left my brain because I'm just thinking yeah. about that now, how incredible and how sweet and how emotional that would be. Because yeah. so far, I think nobody has told Ted like right out that like he's 
doing good as a father and that there are choices he made and he can't go back on like he couldn't now realistically say oh I'm going back to Michelle and we're just getting married again and everything's fine like I think deep deep in his brain Ted still hopes this could be how it goes because he explicitly does say that he still loves Michelle but I think he really needs someone who has gone through something similar to tell him it's fine you know you're the last way it works out it will work out for you too mm-hmm. that would be beautiful to witness yeah you know i all that this whole concept just came to me and i know i i, I think i said it very calmly but right now i'm completely losing my shit like yeah. if that really happens if it happens it could it. it could seriously happen and mm-hmm. if it does we are truly we deserve a prize for figuring it all out i think because i haven't seen anyone talk about that i think it's just yeah. so far i've only talked to you about this theory that you know trent's daughter and uh, ted's ted and henry are sort mm-hmm. of parallels yeah because all shipping aside and all like yeah. you know flailing over trent aside the the one thing i truly really want from season three is that ted gets shown that him putting himself first and accepting the help that he has given other people that's a lesson that he needs to learn and that leading to a moment like this you know if if that really is what happens we already had this moment where you know rebecca and ted both going through a divorce and that is sort of Mm -hmm. something where ted was very understanding for rebecca's struggle like hey divorce Mm -hmm. is hard no matter which part you do whether you're the one leaving Mm -hmm. or not and i mean that is a big theme too i mean we always always talk how fathers are a big theme in the show but like also this you know divorce ending relationships we see this in the show constantly the relationships ending and Mm -hmm. i think that why this isn't like like the the sort of parallel of rebecca ended there with them both going through a divorce but Mm -hmm. i i think very much because i've said before trent speed runs rebecca's arc throughout the show and um the idea that like now this is culminating in them addressing this divorce parallel as well Mm -hmm. feels very appropriate yeah and I'm even considering, like, who else right now is there to have this kind of conversation with Ted? Because we already know that Beard is not the person to address things. Yeah. Um, we know that Roy struggles with stuff like that and um, is not, like, a talker. Mm. We know that right now Rebecca is um, very wrapped up in her own stuff and we i'm glad that we saw her reconnect with keely last episode but yeah. we know that um she herself is kind of isolated right now and she needs to remember and reconnect with the people who really have become her family because she was so wrapped up into thought of oh maybe the psychic was right maybe i am getting my own family maybe you know the green matchbook means something stuff like that she has lost out of sight a little bit what like who the people are that already are her family and so she's not in a place right now to reach out to ted and help him bring that kind of change um so who else is there like who was there consistently throughout this season and especially in the last episode watching (laughs) ted and watching the way ted works and like has a child himself and has gone through something similar and could give him advice and could you know 
point out to Ted how like very tangible his impact is on people's lives. Yeah. Did we did we say it Do all? It. Okay, yeah, let's wrap it up then. Yeah, so that's it for today. Um, we want to thank David Hyde for the music and Mikuno Salome on Tumblr for our beautiful cover art. And also, once again, thank you for everyone um, who's listening and hanging out with us. Um, if you want to talk to us, you can reach us on Tumblr at crimcast.tumblr.com. Um, or you can send us an email at crimcast at gmail.com because, as always, we, we love, love our, our chats! chats. <laughs>